Pat, the highlight today that you would say is the is just the jewel in the crown of today's podcast. You have to be. Uh, wow. Is it the 10-year-old wow, story? I, know. I think it is. I think it is. I, and I want to say, you know, when I talk about a crown and a jewel, mm-hmm. I mean something that was put on to a cardboard crown uh, with a crayon. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, hey, I don't want to talk the show down. The, the, uh, the story of the 10-year-old that was raped or 9-year-old that was raped gets even more disturbing today. Megan Fox is going to talk to us about that. We talk about the uh, D.C. mayor. Oh, my gosh. This is fantastic. Uh, She's having problems keeping up with all of the services meant for people in in her town of Washington, D.C. Because these illegal aliens are being put onto a bus and lied to. Oh, my gosh. You don't want to miss a second of today's program. Brought to you in part by Goldline. Tons of Americans still don't know that it is possible to use your retirement account to acquire precious metals. Thousands, millions of Americans are learning now that uh, their retirement isn't guaranteed. It is on the ropes. All of the things that are happening in our economy will affect you. All of the things like inflation will will last you a long time in retirement. Why? Because your dollar is losing its value. Historically, the world returns to gold when they've you know sobered up and become less insane. Contact Goldline today. Tell them that I sent you because of the podcast. And give Goldline the code MYB, which represents Mind Your Business and the silver bars that say Mind Your Business. That was our original before In God We Trust slogan, believe it or not, on our coins. It's just a thank you for calling in from Goldline. You'll get the silver bars Mind Your Business for free. Just request information at their website at goldline.com or call them at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Do your homework Do it now. Goldline.com. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So I really think we've turned the corner on uh, this political correctness. I, you know, we, we reached the zenith of the we generation in 2024 that is that's the top of the hill it's an 80 year swing from the me generation to the we generation and uh the last time we were at the we uh was in the 1980s uh and it's actually a it's actually a uh 40 year swing from one side to the other and 40 years to return um and so we were at the me and the reason why the me generation doesn't have the really kind of you know death camp thing is because the me generation is all about me and so it's me 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 and nobody is working on the collective they're all working on themselves and so you can get arrogant you can uh cut corners and become greedy and everything else but the we generation, the last time we had a we generation was in the 1930s and 40s. So the we generation 
is the one where you get this collective nonsense. And it's for the good of society and people don't matter. Individuals don't matter. Uh, you know, it's uh, whatever we have to do to further the flag. And those are dangerous, dangerous times. The, the history will tell us it, it, we're at the top of that and headed back down now after 2024. I think it might have been accelerated um, this time because of social media. Um, because imagine if we didn't have social media, we didn't have all of these other forms of media. We wouldn't know half of the stuff that we know right now that's been going on. No, we would. We wouldn't know about Hunter Biden's laptop. Who would have it? No, I mean, they wouldn't have given it to alternative press because there wasn't any alternative press. So there's so many things that we w- that have would have gone on. I think this has been accelerated, and I think we're back on the way down. Um, people are just like it says. I mean, look what's happening in San Francisco. San Francisco, they just voted out uh, a recall, uh, voted out the the district attorney and replaced him with somebody who at least kind of makes sense. Somebody who's actually like, yeah, we got to enforce the laws. I don't know if you heard about the the transgender felon. Do you remember? (laughs) Remember in California, they were like, yeah, you know, we got to. We got to put uh, men who claim they're women into the women's prison. We ought to let them pick. Okay, that's good. So they did it in California, and lo and behold, it was a, a miracle. It's a miracle. I think maybe Jesus has several brothers of different mothers, and he was born in prison this time because immaculate conception it's the only way to explain it these guys who claim to be women went to the prison and they're hanging out with the women and women are suddenly getting pregnant now that's weird because i know biologically i am on solid ground that men can get pregnant but how do women get pregnant how do they do that without a real guy there and there were no real guys and so it was an immaculate conception now this was happening in california and it was also happening um in uh, new jersey and so they've just in new jersey moved uh demi minor wow is that a loaded name demi minor uh 27 years old of course 100 percent woman hear him roar and uh he was he has a 30-year prison sentence for manslaughter uh and uh and he's been moved he's been moved uh from the edna mahan uh correctional facility for women where apparently now i don't have this for fact but follow the science they say this woman impregnated two other women I don't know how that happens. Follow the science, gang. But I think uh, I think this kind of stuff is coming to an end. I think people are starting to see the real ramifications of some of it. You know, we're seeing it in the cities. We're now seeing it uh, with uh, uh, with immigration. Did you see the the mayor of the District of Columbia 
and what she had to say, Muriel Browser, about mm-hmm. illegal aliens, I, I found this refreshing. I thought that uh, Texas putting these people on buses and sending them into Washington, uh, I liked the idea at first, and then I thought, that's only a publicity stunt because nothing's happening. Now, this is why I'm not in charge of these things. Listen to what the mayor of the District of Columbia just said on one of the weekend talk shows. Uh, Washington Post reported last week that homeless shelters in D.C. were filling up um, and groups were getting overwhelmed by these buses that the governors of Texas and, and Arizona are sending here full of migrants. How significant is this influx? How many people? Well, this is a very significant issue. Um, We have for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, we, we think they're largely asylum seekers uh, who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, D.C. Uh, I worked uh, with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks. Um, but I fear that they're being uh, tricked into to nationwide um, bus trips when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. Wow. Pat, they're being tricked into going to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. And that's what she's concerned about is that they're being tricked. She tricked. loves having them yeah. in the district, of course. She loves the fact that they're if there. They, but only if they really want to. <laughs> right. Yeah, they really want to end up there. I mean, so amazing. You know. Shows so how effective now, this strategy district, is. It really does. because And keep doing it. In fact, I double down now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Because w- shipping them there, it's, it's flooding all of the resources and they can't they don't have the money for it. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, welcome to being a border state. This is exactly yep. what Texas and Arizona and, and everybody but California have been talking about. You, we can't handle this. It's flooding our towns and our services. We can't handle this. And uh, nobody had seemed to care, but they do now. And I think that is fantastic it's brilliant good job good job greg greg abbott we'll have more on that here in a second also one other thing the uvalde school shootings did Mm. you see this oh my gosh this weekend it's just unbelievable how every report gets exponentially worse doesn't it every time we've heard an update on this it's like wait what how did this happen So what was your big takeaway? What was the shock out of this one? That there were almost 400 law enforcement officers and not one of them could say, look, I'm going in. You guys do what you want. You sit here if you want. If that's what they're telling us back at headquarters, go ahead. I'm going to go. I'm going to go save some kids and I'm going to get one of those. Well, So here's it. I get a ballistic shield and and give me a, a an AR15 and I'm going to take this guy out. I mean 400 agents and not one of them could take on this 18-year-old kid. Unbelievable. It's really amazing yeah. to me. So, 
the what I, I learned from this one, and you know, we guessed it um, at the time. No leadership. Nobody yeah. had any idea. There were four hundred agents, as Pat said. They did nothing for an hour. Mm. Uh, it was most likely. It was most likely over uh, within the first three minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. He fired, I think, a hundred rounds in the first three minutes, um, and so the the cops weren't even there when the shooting was was going on but when they arrived at the scene 400 and i will say some cops did take things into their own hands to some degree some went out and they were breaking windows and they were just pulling kids out of their classrooms uh via the windows so i mean some Mm -hmm. did actually go the extra mile um but this was just catastrophic breakdown all three doors to the school were unlocked so they you know but you have to understand this is also a teeny teeny tiny town in the middle of nowhere texas mm-hmm. so i mean you know we we have to stop thinking this way that it could never happen in my town yeah it could and it most likely will if you don't take security uh, precautions This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're we're glad you're here, Pat. I'm up in uh, Idaho, and it was in the high 90s yesterday. What was it in Texas, and what are you expecting this week? So 173 yesterday, uh, <laughs> and I think we're going to be in the low 200s. But it's- it's actually, uh, yeah. Uh, it was a, uh, I think, 107 yesterday. It is predicted to be 109 today, 109 tomorrow. I think we cool off all the way to 102 the next day. But it's over 100 oh every day for every day for at least a week. Still, oh yeah. Now this been has brutal. been an exceptionally hot summer. Yeah, exceptionally mm-hmm. hot summer in Texas. But Texas at least for a week every year, has that kind of uh, temperature. And yeah. it it feels all of 109. Uh, it's, uh, you know, you put a touch of humidity in there, and oh, <laughs> it's delightful. It's delightful. That's a great word uh, for it. So I think this is, this is something that everybody in America needs to hear. A statement just came out on the dashboard of all Teslas that are owned in Texas. Tesla is asking all Texas-based customers to avoid charging their electric vehicles during certain times of the day, as the Lone Star State is currently experiencing a massive heat wave that is straining the electrical power grid. Um, hmm. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> So they they recommend that you don't charge your car in the daytime because but I thought Tesla's just were clean energy and it I mean right who, where's the energy I thought it came from mm. the magic wall socket Yeah and that's uh powered by fairy dust I think isn't it isn't fairy Is dust it? what goes Is through it? the wall yeah. yeah yeah Well I think too many people in Texas are trying to power the state with fairy dust. They're using wind power, <laughs> but because of the heat and everything else, the no wind. wind turbines are not producing. Yeah, they're not producing the wind. Yeah. And w- let me tell you something. As somebody who lives off the grid, 
Uh, I have solar. I have some uh, natural gas, uh, you know, little diesel um, that I try to use, you know, only when in an emergency. After 10 years and hundreds of thousands of dollars to get it right, I pretty much rely on the sun. But we also have wind power because there are times, you know, in the winter where it's cloudy for weeks. Wind power is useless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. useless. I, I don't know why anyone thinks that that is an answer. The sun is dependable except when the clouds uh, come in. But at least it's much more dependable. Wind is ridiculously stupid. Yeah, and we've got all those uh, West Texas turbines that go for miles and miles and miles. And, you know, Texas Texas is, I think, the leader in wind energy. But a lot of times those turbines don't spin, as you just mentioned. There's no wind. And... No. They're in West Texas, and the population centers are in East Texas. You got Dallas, you got Houston, and you got to power all of these cities clear from West. It it's difficult to get all that power here. By the time it gets here, you, you got very little, and so it's just completely inefficient. It's just it it's not so I, going to replace the electricity we now have. I just want to remind people that. Um, Rolling blackouts, that is something in the past that is also something that you see in emerging countries or third mm-hmm. world countries, not in America, and certainly not in Texas. We're not California. We have all of the resources that we need to be able to have the power that we need. It is the only one that is not on a centralized grid. Texas is on its own electrical grid. We don't sell energy to anybody else. We don't ask for energy from anybody else. We're on our own grid, and it's never been a problem. In fact, it's been something that we've heralded for a long time. That's why our energy is so dependable. Uh, But now we're going back. And the reason why Mm -hmm. we're going back is they put so much money in wind power and they're turning other plants down. And that wind power is not dependable. Why, as Americans, are we allowing this? Why? Doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any. And we also have the largest nuclear power plant in the country here. Uh, the South Texas power plant, which is, you know, nu- nuclear energy. If we could build more nuclear plants, you could power this country Forever. I I know. I would be all in on the green thing. I'd be all in if we built nuclear power plants and mm-hmm. we took cars and made them hydrogen powered. Because you can make the hydrogen in all of the off hours of a nuclear power plant. You Everybody goes to bed. The power plant keeps making energy, but they use that energy to make hydrogen. It, it is so unbelievably simple. Hydrogen mm-hmm. and nuclear power, both of them 100% clean for the environment. And if you were going to talk common sense, I'd do it. But yeah. This is ridiculous. Well, it just goes to show that they're, that's not really their goal. Sustainable energy is not really the goal for them. No. 
Their goal no, 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 is to no. bring America down to everybody else's level and w- w- make us a third world Correct. nation. Then we've got equality. Or and equity. it is, it's so anti-human, Pat. It is so anti-human. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, these same people who think there are too many people that live on the planet that will, you know, we're all going to run out of food and whatever. We're going to run out of food and energy and medicine because of them. Yeah. Not, not because the earth doesn't have it, not because of anything other than the red tape from these people that doesn't make any sense. You mm-hmm. don't do this if you actually care about people. This is why I find this interesting. This is from Mediate, and I want to read this story to you because it is so skewed uh, that it is just crazy that it's being called a news story. More Trump voters living in Republican-controlled states say secession would make things better in their states than those who said it would not, according to a new poll. Respondents to a Yahoo News YouGov poll, which is not really a poll, uh, were asked, do you think your state would be better or worse off if it left the United States to become an independent country? Among all respondents, more than twice as many say they'd be worse off as those who said they would be better off. 43% worse off, 18% better off. While 15% said things would be about the same, another 24% said, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. So they broke this poll down at Mediate, and they found that people who voted for Donald Trump, (laughs) which was, Mm -hmm. you know, 80 million people, uh, Donald Trump voters say they are more likely, uh, they're more likely to say that they'd be personally better off rather than worse off if their state seceded from the U.S. and became an independent country. It's a striking rejection of national unity that dramatizes the growing culture war between Democrat and Republican-controlled states on core issues such as guns, abortions, and democracy itself. And an even larger share of red state Trump voters Say their state as a whole would be better off, 35%, rather than worse off, 30%, if it left the U.S. The survey was conducted between July 8th and 11th, comes a series of hardline conservative decisions by the Supreme Court, coupled with continued gridlock on Capitol Hill. This is what has shifted America's center of political gravity back to the state's where the parties in power are increasingly filling the federal void with far-reaching reforms of their own. Given the attention surrounded, surrounding the blockbuster January 6th hearings into the Trump-fueled attack on the Capitol, I guess the numbers could have been worse. Okay, let me ask mm. you an honest question, and I'm not talking about civil war. I'm talking about something that would never happen um, this this poll did not say civil war. What it said was, would your state be better off or worse off? And I could make a case for both. You wouldn't have national defense. You'd have to you'd have to defend yourself. Um, that this is accepting the idea that we all still got along and your state wasn't boycotted because uh, you broke away, which is exactly what the progressives would do. Um, This is just this utopian view of, hey, the president gets up tomorrow and says, no harm, no foul. Um, We'll still trade with each other and we'll live next door to each other. But 
if you want to leave the union, you can leave the union. Again, never happened. But if it was if it was okay to leave the union, it wasn't going to cause civil war and backlash of everything else, would your state be better off? I can tell you California, New York, New Jersey, um, Illinois, any of the states that are uh, depending on my tax dollars in, in Texas or those who have tax dollars in Wyoming and whatever, all of, all of those people, they'd be better off. But the states that are, that are getting our tax dollars, they'd be much worse off. Because their policies don't work. And the only way they can afford it is to bleed all of the other people in the other 49 states dry. And to me, you know, I think, I think Texas would, I think most Texans would absolutely secede under those circumstances. But that's not a rejection yeah. of the United States or our Constitution. It's a rejection of, of Biden and Democrats in general who become Marxists and their Marxist policies. And what they've done to the United States of America in the last few years and what they've done to us in the last, you know, between Obama and Biden and Clinton, they've hurt us fundamentally for a long time. If if the alternative was, hey, can we go back to the Constitution and live the Constitution in the United States of America? I, I think most everybody would want to be a part of that. Oh, I think so. Because we wouldn't secede from the Constitution. Right. You know, they have. Yes. They have. Yep. Um, and so they've already seceded from that horrible, dusty document that's nothing but a race, racist manifesto. That's their opinion of it. Mm-hmm. Our opinion of it is that it is the best Constitution and the best mission statement with the Declaration of Independence ever, ever created. Most constitutions last 17 years. 17 years is the average length of the duration in the world today of a constitution. We've had one since 1791. I don't know. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> We've strayed from it, and that's the problem. Yeah. I, I think yep. that most states, I have no problem if California wants to live like California, New York wants to live like New York. Just don't force me to do it. And, you know, when Trump was in office, that's what California was saying. I don't have a problem with that. Just don't. I maybe we should secede. Don't make this into a, a into a right wing conspiracy thing. Californians, liberals were saying it under Donald Trump. Mm hmm. The reason why the federal government was never intended to make all of our decisions for us. It should be left to the states. The best of the Glenn Beck program. So there was a uh, story out this weekend. Where was it? I may have thrown it away. Uh, there was a story out this weekend about all of these people in conservative media that uh, that just didn't buy the story of the little girl in Ohio, uh, 10 years old, that had to go across state lines, and they were asking questions about it. So somebody on the left actually took the time to go through 
all of the shows. I mean, conservatives that I've never even heard of. All of the podcasts, all the shows and everything else, just to compile a list of those people that said that it never happened. Well, uh, I never said it didn't happen. I said it doesn't make any sense. Megan Fox is an investigative journalist. She is the author of Believe Evidence, and she works at PJ Media. And she was one of them that said it didn't make sense. Uh, She didn't say that this child doesn't exist. She said, if this child exists, why don't other things exist? For instance, a police report for the rape of a 10-year-old. Megan Fox did all the hard work. Uh, and uh, she's here to tell us an update. Hi, Megan. How are you? Good, Glenn. How are you? I read that article, by the way. It was hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. I mean, (laughs) look at how long they had to spend. How much time did they spend doing that? My gosh. And when they come up with quotes from me, it's like, yeah, well, I, I still stand by that question. I still stand by it. I stand by every question that I ask. We, the American public yeah. deserves to have reporting that is not based on one single source and that is corroborated and backed yes. up by facts. Without digging into what we did, we would, now, we would not know, and I agree with Ann Coulter, who says there's no way they would have reported that an illegal alien raped this little girl. Well, now we know that and we no. continue digging, which is what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, there are so many stories, Megan, that just you, you read them and you're like, something's not right here. And I don't know what it is. I mean, the story could have been that she didn't exist. The story could have been uh, that the rape was made up because there's no police uh, filing. Story could have been a million different things. But we read these stories every day and you're like, something's missing here. This doesn't make sense the way it is. And nobody's doing follow-up work to find out what that is. Thank God for you. So tell me the update on... What has happened? We found out last, what was it, Thursday or Wednesday, that this girl does exist. She was raped. She didn't need to go across state lines, but there was some confusion on that. Um, And uh, she was raped, and the police knew about the rape on January 2nd, but didn't do anything about it until, when was it? June June 22nd. July 6th, yes. he told them the identity. July 12th, they arrested the guy the day after the Fox okay. News blitz. Um, here's, here's the update. Uh, we also learned on Thursday, because Telemundo is doing amazing investigative work. Telemundo is, like the, is all over it. They found the mother. They interviewed mm. neighbors. They corroborated that this is the mother of the child. She has other children in the home. Uh, the mother is, is denying the police narrative. The police... Uh, testified under oath in court on Wednesday that the report was made by the mother. The mother told Telemundo on Thursday she did not make a report and she doesn't believe that Gerson Fuentes, her boyfriend, is responsible for this rape. The mother is also pregnant with Gerson uh, Fuentes' next child. Um, and she is, so she's denying this. The big question I have after seeing that was, oh my God, did Franklin County DCS take custody of these children? Because this mother Thank appears you. to not believe 
that this that this happened. So, uh, okay, so, on Thursday, the same day that came out, Glenn, I sent a FOIA request to Franklin County DCS just asking them to confirm, did you take custody of the children in this home on June 22nd when you got this report or didn't you? I was told that day on uh, July 14th, we or on July 15th, the very next day, they responded the next day. They said, uh, we're forwarding your request to our legal department. I followed up on the 16th. Has anybody responded? No. I called this morning. I just got off the phone with legal before coming on with you. They said, oh, we didn't get your request. I said, okay, fine. You don't get my, here, tell me now, is, are the children in the custody of the state? And I got the longest pause you ever heard. And then the response was, I don't have any information on that. And I will oh get it to you as soon as I can. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so help me out on this because honestly, um, one of my producers, uh, Tiffany Siegel, she was a great producer, worked with me for a long time. Such a good mom. Um, I don't remember what happened, but it was perfectly logical and, you know, no charges were ever, ever even nobody even thought about her not being a great mom. Her, I think her son broke her, his arm or something, had to go to the hospital. Um, and they were asking questions, you know, uh, what about mom? Were you there? No, the nanny was there. I was at work. Um, and DPS had to come in and, uh, almost took her child, but had to meet with her once a week for, I don't know how many months to make sure that everything was good. And she was distraught like crazy having somebody question her and her then feeling like, Maybe I'm not a good mom. They take kids away from people in a heartbeat. This man, for nothing, this man uh, allegedly, she was pregnant, was sleeping with the mother. She's pregnant. Why wouldn't they take this child? Why why wouldn't they make sure that the children are safe? It doesn't no make sense. sense. Glenn, I, I spoke to two sane nurses from different states. Those are sexual abuse nurses uh, who are experts in this field. They, two of them both told me there is no way that a pregnant 10-year-old leaves the hospital in the care of the people who brought her there. Uh, as soon as that report is known, as soon as someone does a pregnancy test on a 10-year-old, that child is going into the custody of the state. That is the protocol. Now, I looked up Ohio's sexual abuse right. protocols. And it, it appears to corroborate what the same nurses are telling me. I also spoke to a 38-year um, veteran of a homicide police force in, in Florida who contacted me to say, this story doesn't add up and I want to talk to you. So I, I talked to him this morning and he said, the probable cause for this is off the charts to arrest this man immediately. There was no need to wait six days after the child says, you know, he hears the guy. And he also said, if DCS was involved in the beginning, um, again, they could have taken the children immediately. And, and we don't know if they did or not, because they're not talking. Again, Glenn, this is what caused the whole problem in the first place, is authorities not talking to press when they are asked specifically. DCS in Franklin County has had three days last week and all weekend to come up with a statement for the public. I asked the legal department just now on the phone, do you have a statement for the public about the safety of these children? Her response was no. 
I have no comment. We will try to answer your questions as soon as possible. What are they waiting for? Why would they even take your phone call? uh, And, uh, I mean, they had to know what you were calling about. They had to have known. Um, So so I just want to make sure I have this part of the story right. He confessed to the rape, did he not? Well, that's the police. That's what they said. Okay. So, uh, according to the police, he confesses, and they send everybody home back to the same house with the mom denying it. No, wait. He didn't confess until they picked him up and arrested him. That's on the 12th. Okay. She told the police on the 6th that he did it, but they didn't arrest him or even question him until the 12th after the Fox News thing, after all the public pressure. Why? The question is why? What happened in those six days? I want to know. And I think the public deserves to know what is the what are the Columbus police doing and why did they do it? And when did they know? Uh, you know, it, it appears they knew on July 6th, according to court documents, that this was the guy. They didn't need so uh, what, DNA. So- to pick him up. Megan, I can't think of anything. I, I mean, I can't even think that it's incompetence. It involves too many people for incompetence. What do you think is happening here? How, how do you. I don't how know. They explain I, this. Glenn, I have covered I have covered child services for the last 10 years. CPS outrages. Okay, I have never ever discount incompetence where these people are concerned. Kids fall through the cracks all the time, and some child services agencies are used as weapons against parents who have done nothing for no reason. I covered a story about Adam Lauder in in New Mexico who lost his children for eleven months on one vindictive teacher who was retaliating against him for complaining about her. She made up fantastical sexual abuse claims that she said his four-year-old said. It never happened. There was no evidence, and he lost his children and his career for 11 months. This case, we have all the evidence. A pregnant 10-year-old is evidence. That's probable cause. Uh, There is no reason why the county shouldn't have acted quickly, and maybe they did. But why didn't they? Why aren't they telling us? Why don't they have a statement prepared? How come Columbus police don't have a statement prepared? The other thing that the 38-year veteran of the homicide force that I talked to today said was the way they're dealing with the media is so highly unusual. All police departments know you get out in front of these things when you have something go national. You get out there, you hold a press conference, you tell people. Here's what we here's what we can tell you. We can't tell you these other things, but we can tell you what we did, uh, at least in uh, we, so that we assure the public that we are doing do our we, job. Real quick, and I have to take a break. Um, is mom here legally or illegally? That has not been confirmed uh, that I know of. Telemundo has not confirmed what her status is. Um, I did find out, though, from the police expert I talked to that immigration status should not affect how protocols are put into place. Uh, oh, no, no, no. They should be. Tr- oh, I know. Should be treated the same. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm just wondering. Um, I'm just wondering if 
is the reason why I know it's supposed to happen for anybody. It's supposed to happen this way, but I'm wondering if that's why um, at least the media is being handled the way they're they're handling you and others. Megan, thank you so much. Please uh, fill us in on anything else that comes up. We'd love to talk to you day to day to find out and keep following this story because uh, something will, is Thanks really wrong much. in Ohio. Thank you. Bye bye. Megan Fox from PJ Media. Na, 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 na.